This is The Space Shot, episode 67 for July 20th, 2017. That's one small step for Neil and one giant podcast episode. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. I would argue that the defining moment of the 20th century occurred on this day in 1969 when Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin set foot on the moon. Nuclear technology, World War II, the invention of flight, the internet, these are all immensely important parts of human history. But when the eagle landed in the waning hours of July 20th, 1969, humanity accomplished something entirely different than ever before we set foot on another world for the first time. A hundred years from now, Apollo 11 will be the event that defines the beginning of the next chapter in human history. Apollo 11 lifted off from Kennedy Space Center on July 16, 1969, and after a multi-day cruise to the moon, astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin separated from the command service module where Michael Collins stayed in orbit in order to rendezvous with them after their lunar landing. Okay, we're off to a good start, flight. Cool. Procedures in flight. Go ahead. Will you secure the doors? Roger. In mission control, flight controllers and flight director Gene Kranz were working with the Apollo 11 astronauts during the final moments before landing. Armstrong and Aldrin had a team of hundreds of people back on Earth, in Houston, Texas, supporting their mission, both practically at the Johnson Space Center and spiritually around the world. Okay, all flight controllers, gonna go for power descent. Retro? Go. Fido? Go. Guidance? Go. Control? Go. Telcom? Go. GNC? Go. Ecom? Go. Surgeon? Go. Capcom, we're go for power descent. Ground teams in Houston were checking systems, watching for alarms, and ensuring that all lunar module systems were functioning nominally. Eagle Houston, after yaw around, angles, uh, S-band pitch, minus niner, yaw, plus one eight. A short time later, the go for continuing powered descent was given. Okay, all flight controllers, I'm going around the horn. Make your go-no-goes based on the data you had prior to LOS. I see we got it back. Give you another few seconds. We're yawing, flying. Okay, retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Telcom. Go. Ginsey. Go. Econ. Go. Surgeon. Go. Capcom. We're go to continue PDI. Now, for a few of the acronyms you've been hearing in some of these clips, PDI stands for Powered Descent Initiation, which is where the lunar module uses its engine to lower its orbit down to a final landing path. In this case, Flight stands for Flight Director, which was Gene Krantz during Apollo 11. Capcom, or Capsule Communicator, was Charlie Duke for the Apollo 11 landing portion of the mission. Another acronym you'll hear is FIDO, which was the Flight Dynamics Officer. Now, back to Apollo 11. During the final go for powered descent, a computer alarm kept cropping up, and without getting into a super technical account of what caused the computer to show a program alarm, here's the gist. The amount of information the lunar module computer was processing exceeded its ability 
hence the program alarm because it kept crashing. Houston, you're looking at our Delta A. Oh, uh, looks good, uh, Flight. Looks alarm. good. Looking Are you accepting it, guidance? It's 1202. 1202. Looks like it's converging. 1202 alarm. Yeah, and the same thing we had. Flight, retro. Go retro. Throttle down. Six plus two five. Give us a reading on the 1202 program we're, alarm. We're going Roger. that flight. We're going that alarm. Roger, we got you. If it doesn't going reoccur, will we go? He's, Roger. He's taking in a Delta H now. Roger. Roger. Did you get the throttle down, Six Captain? Plus two five. Roger. Throttle down. Six plus two five. Throttle down. Flight Fido converging on Delta H. Roger. Six plus two five. Flight control, we have velocity. Roger. Luckily, the quick thinking of ground controllers meant that this program alarm didn't cause an abort of the landing. The time had come for the final go-no-go for landing. For the next few minutes, I'm going to play the audio from the rest of the descent and landing phase of Apollo 11. The only edit that I've made on the following audio is eliminating long periods of static, just so you don't have to listen to that. Enjoy. Okay, all flight controllers, go no go for landing. Retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guidance. Go. Control. Go. Telcom. Go. GNC. Go. Ecom. Go. Surgeon. Go. Capcom, we're go for landing. Eagle, Houston, you're go for landing. Over. I do understand. Go for landing. 3,000 feet. Top alarm. 1201. 1201. Roger, 1201. 1201 alarm. Same type, we're go, flight. Okay, we're go. We're go. Same type, we're go. Flight Fido, right on. Real good. 2,000 feet. Into the ag, 47 degrees. Roger. 47 How's degrees. our margin looking, Bob? It looks okay with okay. about four and a half. Roger. Eagle looking great. Your go. Altitude update in the eggs. Looks good. Roger. Roger, 1202. We copy it. How you doing, Control? We look good here. Fine. Roger. How about you, Telcom? Go. Guidance, you happy? Go. Fido. Go. 23. 700 feet, 21 down. 33 degrees. 100 feet down at 19. 540 feet down at 30. At a 15. Attitude hold. Okay, at hold. I think we better be quiet. Right. 400 feet down at 9. Okay, the only call-outs from now on will be fuel. Skate forward. 10 and 50 feet down at 4. P60. 30, and a half down.
less than a decade after Kennedy set the goal of landing astronauts on the moon and returning them safely to Earth. The next few hours were spent in the lunar module preparing for the first EVA or extravehicular activity on the surface of the moon. Pretty good little jump. 
About 20 minutes after Armstrong stepped on the surface of the moon, Buzz Aldrin followed. Their EVA lasted two and a half hours, and during this time they deployed experiments, left behind memorial medallions for fallen American astronauts and Soviet cosmonauts, and left a silicon disk that, quote, contained micro-miniaturized goodwill messages from 73 countries and the names of congressional and NASA leaders. The first EVA on the moon was the shortest of the entire Apollo program, but it paved the way for the missions that followed. Magnificent desolation is quite the description. If you look at some of the photos I've shared online, you can see that the only color visible on the surface of the moon would be the colors of the American flag on the astronauts' spacesuits. Otherwise, it was a very monochromatic landscape. Ultimately, the first landing on the moon and the last were just three and a half years apart. In the 48 years since the first moon landing, only 12 humans have walked on the surface of the moon. While there are plans to return, these ideas exist only on paper. The hardware required to get back is still years away from being ready. 
Yesterday at the International Space Station Research and Development Conference, Elon Musk said to, quote, really get the public real fired up, I think we've got to have a base on the moon. I would love to see SpaceX succeed in this venture. I also want to see companies like Blue Origin and incumbent providers like the United Launch Alliance and Aerojet Rocketdyne, Orbital Sciences, Sierra Nevada, Ariane Space, and more, succeed in the coming decades as well. The competition between these companies is already helping to drive a renaissance in booster technology, so I'm excited to see where we go from here. Reusability and being able to fly boosters more frequently is going to be a key factor in the success of the company or companies that shape the launch market in the next 10 to 20 years. Whatever ends up happening, it's going to be one incredible ride. Now, I'd like to announce the winner of the LEGO Saturn V contest that I've been running. Jordan Courtney is a Kansas elementary school teacher that works with gifted students from kindergarten through the fifth grade. She's been a teacher for nine years and has worked with her school robotics teams, rocketry groups, and is now starting a chess team for her students. I reached out to her to find out more about her classroom. Jordan went over how she teaches a project-based curriculum where her students get to apply what they've learned by making real-world products. I'm sure that Jordan and her students will enjoy building the LEGO Saturn V as much as I did. Congratulations. Before I close out tonight, I would love if every one of you could just tell three other people about the podcast. This show is a labor of love, and I want to share it with as many people as possible. So, share this episode with your friends, your boss, your neighbor, your co-workers, anyone that enjoys audio content. Also, if you could leave a rating, I'd love it. iTunes determines rankings based on a lot of things, but downloads and reviews are critical. In the coming months, I'm going to be doing interviews, pop culture-centric episodes, and more things that aren't fully ready to talk about just yet. If you have ideas for the show, please reach out to me. You can find me just about anywhere at John Mullix. I'd love to chat. I truly appreciate all of you listening to the show. It means the world to me. Tomorrow, it's Wheel Stop for the Shuttle Program. I'm John Mullix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.